Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for this, the third Sunday of Easter. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is lay minister Bruce Sletton, and the organist is Mrs. Susan Sinegar, and the acolytes are Gabby James and Sadie Bennett. Today's order of the service is also at www.trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is being sponsored by Stones okay, Prairie morning, St. John's Lutheran Church Welcome in Purdue, to worship Missouri, today. It's and dedicated to the glory of God. Here in God's house once more to worship uh, Him, to receive from Him uh, His gifts of His Holy Word and His precious sacraments that He has so wonderfully and beautifully prepared. That, that He has so wonderfully and beautifully prepared for us here this morning. Uh, Please stand and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today. May God bless us as we worship together. The opening hymn today will be Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise, found on page 680, stanzas 1 through 3, and it's found in the Lutheran service book. Again, the opening hymn is Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise, found on page 680, verses 1, 2, and 3. We have just one uh, pre-service announcement as you are taking your seats. We are uh, very blessed today to have several members of the community choir uh, with us today to uh, share their talents with us as they join our choir here at Trinity to sing. Uh, You'll notice that time comes up after the gradual, and so we thank all of you for being here today uh, and for sharing your talents with us. And so why don't we open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this beautiful Sunday, this Lord's Day, this third day that you have given to us. And Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would open our hearts and our minds to the gospel, uh, to the good news, the saving news about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Lord, truly uh, the name that is above every name. And now, Lord, uh, please give us a zeal for your house of worship here. And Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. 
Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, your blessed Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That hymn is Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise, verses 1, 2, and 3, found on page 680. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord. And all your saints shall bless you. One generation shall commend your works to another. And shall declare your mighty On the glorious splendor of your majesty. And on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds. And I will declare your praise. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness. The Lord is good to all. And his mercy is over all that he has made. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The first reading for this morning comes from Acts chapter 9, beginning at the first verse. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple of Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. At the house of Judas look for a man named, of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, He is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, For he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes. And he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose? to bring them bound before the chief priest. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. This is the word of our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead. He has given him domain over the works of his hands.
We will now have a special anthem by the Trinity Adult Choir.
to come forward for the children's message given today by Mr. Clybaker. Now is the time also to bring up your Mita Mike, your offering as well. Good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Good, pretty good. Isn't it a beautiful day? Well, I would call this a beautiful day in the Ozarks, wouldn't you? Keenan's laughing, and you know why? Because his big brother, Brendan, gave a really good speech at the FFA banquet the other night about a beautiful day in the Ozarks. Isn't it kind of refreshing to have a sunny, nice morning like this instead of all those rainy, gloomy days we've had? Yeah, lots of smiles and lots of nods. You bet. You know what happens, though, on these sunny days? It kind of warms up. Have you all ever gone outside and played or maybe helped Mom and Dad do some work on a hot day? What do you want when you get done with that work or you get done playing? Something to drink, right? Let's see here if I've got anything that might be suitable for you. Let's take a look at this. Oh, hey, check this out. How about a can of soda? Would that be refreshing? Maybe? Yeah? Some of you kind of like that? This, here's, this is cream soda. That's kind of one of my favorites. Miss Robin kind of likes Coca-Cola. Everybody's got their own kind of soda they like, but it's pretty refreshing to have a cold soda after you've been working hard or playing hard, Right? Now, I heard somebody else mention something else that I like to drink. This morning earlier, while we were getting set up for, for a June celebration, Mr. Walt told me one of his favorite drinks is a cold iced tea. Any of you guys like that? Cold iced tea? Yeah, a few hands. Any of you all drink coffee? Real? Well, yeah, okay, Madison. You're old enough, you probably drink some coffee. Nope. The rest of them looked at me like, what are you talking about, Mr. Clybaker? How about this? Water. Yeah. Boy, that is really refreshing after you've been working hard or playing hard and you get hot and sweaty. A glass of water or a nice cool bottle of water is pretty good, isn't it? I've been using a word. Did any of you pick up on the word I've been saying through this little visit we've had? Dylan, what? The word refreshing. Yeah. Do you know what that means? I bet we all kind of have an idea, right? Usually something that's refreshing, it's something that, that you take in or experience, and it just kind of makes you feel better, doesn't it? Makes you feel good. Have any, of you, have any of you ever had a sore throat or an earache? Kind of hurts. And then all of a sudden, you just you, you feel better. Your sore throat's gone. That feels really good, doesn't it? It's refreshing. It makes you feel happy. I want you to listen closely to Pastor's sermon today. He's going to talk a lot more about that word and how it applies to us. Um, as you get older, but even now, 
you're going to find there are some things that help you feel refreshed differently than having a nice cold soda or a nice cold drink of water. Have you ever gotten in trouble? Oh, and you admit it. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I got in trouble sometimes too, and probably still sometimes get into trouble, or ought to, right? You feel kind of bad for doing whatever it did, you did that mom or dad or a teacher had to get after you for, don't you? But how do you feel when mom or dad or that teacher that later gives you a smile and gives you a hug? They've forgiven you for whatever it was. How do you feel then? Pretty good, right? Happy? Refreshed? God works that way too. Now, God doesn't come with a bottle of water from the grocery store. How does he use water? Baptism, right? Baptism is one of the sacraments. How about, where did I put it? Oh, there it is. How about this? The Bible. What is the Bible? God's Word. Very good, exactly. Through God's Word, reading God's Word, we can become spiritually refreshed. Through baptism and through Holy Communion that the adults and older people are going to be taking in just a little while, we know we're sinners, right? But God forgives us through those things, the means of grace. And that forgiveness is refreshing. It makes us feel better, makes us feel happy. And that's what we need. And what's so awesome about it is Jesus died on the cross and he suffered so that we could be refreshed and feel better and feel happy. How awesome is that? All right, let's say a quick prayer and then we can go back to our seats and get ready for the rest of the Bible readings. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us here in our area. We know that rain is important, and there's probably more that's going to come. But we also know that the waters of baptism and what you've given us through communion and your word, that that refreshes all Christians and believers in Jesus Christ, your Son, who died for us. We thank you for that, dear Father, and we pray that you would help us to be able to listen closely today, that we might learn more about how we can become refreshed through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from Revelation chapter 5. And we had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. And by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a 
kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And I looked, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This is the word of our Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 21st chapter. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of our Lord. number 818 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, in the Is Gladness, page number 818.
you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's, the, the text for this morning's meditation is actually from uh, Acts chapter 3, beginning at verse 17. Peter said, And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive unto the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Thus far the text for this morning. Christ is risen. I want to take you for a moment with me. Imagine that it's that day outside to cut the grass. And it's summer, it's probably July 31st or so, and it's hot, and you're sweating. Perhaps you're mowing on your riding lawnmower. Perhaps some of you have such a small yard that only a riding lawnmower will do. Or perhaps a push mower, and you are pushing and pushing and pushing, and you have to stop to take a break because your mouth is parched from thirst. You're thinking that it's got to be the hottest day of the year so far. And you walk over to the garage or shed, and your spouse, your child, or your friend brings you an ice-cold cup of water, and suddenly you feel much better. I have never done this before, but I have heard horror stories of those who have, those of you who have ever baled hay in the heat of summer, and it's hot, and you're sweating, and you're itching from all of the hay and everything else, and all you want is just a drink of water to get you through. Perhaps you decided uh, that you were going to go to Silver Dollar City during the summer, and again it's hot and you're sweating, and you're thirsty, and you are looking around and around and around, and you are looking for those misters that you can kind of walk through, and you finally find one, and you walk through. And even though you're tired and you're sweating, you're probably even a little bit cranky, you walk to the next ride because, well, you feel refreshed enough to be able to go on. And you can feel that cool water hitting your hot face and your head, and it makes you feel like you can just go a little bit further. Times of refreshing is what the Apostle Peter spoke to the the people that he was talking to right after he heals the lame man outside of Solomon's colonnade. The question is, what are those times of refreshing that Peter speaks of? From whence do they come? Before we go too much further, we need to find out how we got there. So this from Acts chapter 3. This is right after Peter's sermon to the crowd at at Pentecost when 3,000 people were added, were baptized and were added to their number. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, 
who may lay daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and, and raised him up, and immediately his, his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk, and entering the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I want to talk more about these words that that Peter uses, words of complete healing. Now, the actual Greek word for complete here means well-being in all parts, wholeness or completeness. And so what does it mean then to be completely healed, specifically to be completely healed by Christ? And in order to answer this question, I turn to another healing, this time from Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And I want you to pay close attention to what Jesus says during this particular healing. It says, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even the outside, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. So men came, bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And so what is it that's a little bit odd about what Jesus says? Or perhaps asked another way, what didn't Jesus say? Notice that he did not say, son, your legs, arms, back, feet, hands are all healed. No. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. And the man was healed. There are a lot of churches out there whose primary method of growth is by offering tons and tons and tons of things for their people to do. Children and adults. They have events and activities planned every single weekend and some every single day. And they say, come to our church, whether, and whether they realize it or not, because here you will never be bored. Because here you will always be kept busy. Because here you and your kids will always be entertained. And I suppose that that's fine to do if that's the kind of healing that that church wants to offer. But this morning I want to make this point very, very clear. That this church and school, Trinity Lutheran Church and School, must be different. We must be different. We must and are different because we offer complete healing. Remember the words of Jesus to the paralytic that we just read. Son, your sins are forgiven. 
Not only was the man healed from his ailment, not only was he healed in his body, but Jesus healed him in body and soul simply by telling him that your sins are forgiven. I am reminded of what Jesus said in Mark chapter 1. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet to forfeit his soul? You see, this is what makes our church and what we believe different. We offer complete healing. Now, yes, we do have activities and things for the kids and ourselves to do, and we will continue to offer what those things are. But more importantly, we offer the forgiveness of sins given to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. We offer His body and blood every Sunday for the forgiveness of our sins and the redemption of our souls. We offer holy baptism where the Holy Spirit comes down upon a person puts his personal mark on him or her, and enters into that person's heart and never leaves. Make no mistake, there is one thing and one thing only that grows the Lord's church, and that is the gospel. It is the gospel and the gospel alone that grows his church, because only the gospel offers complete healing. Only the gospel offers well-being in all parts. We must always pray that we as a community never lose sight of this. And it also means that we simply, of course, can't sit on our hands and do nothing either. And it means that we are to bring this gospel to our community, those around us in whatever way that we can, to support our church and our efforts to reach the lost to support the school that we have that, as of this morning, has 113 students enrolled for next year, signed, sealed, delivered. 113 students that, are, that will be fed daily with the Word of God, the Word of God that we are promised never comes back empty. Also through collecting food for those in need. Also through prayer as individuals and as a body of Christ. I, 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 I heard through the grapevine that um, uh, somebody had mentioned to somebody else that they thought that our prayer list was too long. Really? It's too long? If we're not praying for each other as a body of Christ, then what are we doing here? I mean, Seriously. If we're not praying for each other and for those that we know and love, whether they are part of this community or not, then what are we doing here? If the prayer list is too long for you, then maybe, I don't know, I'll let you come up with your own conclusions on that. But I would be willing to wager this, that the prayer list is probably not too long if your name is the one that's on it. So through prayer as individuals and as a body of Christ, through giving of time and treasures to make sure that the people of this community know this important truth, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son for them through the numerous community events that we have, like the picnic, like VBS, through our Lutheran Youth Fellowship and a host of other ways. This is how we reach others with the gospel, how we reach others with the forgiveness of sins that comes from Christ. 
But there is more to this text from Acts. More to being completely healed. Go with me back to Acts chapter 3, but now look at verse 17. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all of the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. 1 John chapter 1, verses 8-9 through 9 says that if, we claim to, that if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins... God is faithful and just, and He will forgive our sins and purify us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Times of refreshing come from being completely healed. And notice that Peter didn't say a time, singular, of refreshing. He said times, plural, of refreshing. So what does this mean? Well, it means that it happens more than once. It means that complete healings happen more than once. That if we confess our sins, that God is faithful. And he will forgive our sins again and again and again and again and again and again. Because that is what he has promised to do. To forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It means that we as baptized children of the Heavenly Father are cleansed from all of our unrighteousness, from our sin, every single day. It means that times of refreshing are coming your way because you haven't been completely healed by him. Sorry, because you have been completely healed by him who was crucified, Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, it is, I guess, sort of like drinking a cold glass of water on a hot day. It is sort of like finding the misters, perhaps, at Silver Dollar City and walking through them to cool down. But I think, but I think it is more like the woman who was at the well that Jesus met. And the woman is shocked because Jews have no association with Samaritans. And yet Jesus still asks her for a drink. And the woman in her shock and in her dismay replies to Christ, You ask me for a drink. And Jesus says, If you knew who it was that was asking you for a drink, you would know that he would give you living water. Living water that is poured out in his very body and blood, living water that is given through baptized children of the Heavenly Father, living water that is making us completely healed, our sins completely forgiven, and times of this refreshing, this forgiving of our sins each and every single day. Christ is risen. Amen. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings in the pew that, that you are in is a red sign-in book. And whether you are a member or a guest with us, please sign that book so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Uh, now would be um, uh, a good time to do that, and we now collect our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this most refreshing day. You're leading us here so we can worship you. The beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives. The resurrection of your Son signals a new life for all of us. Keep the excitement of today's message burning within us as we tell others about your Son, Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those on our health list this morning, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Warren, Gary, Bob, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob, John, Marianne, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Bonnie, Deborah, Joe, Dorothy, and Phil, as well as all those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We think of all first responders police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, a prayer for this congregation and all our visitors. Bless all who worship with us here today. Now that we have been refreshed through word and sacrament, Lead us out into our, your mission field. Give us the courage and zeal to tell others about the good news of salvation that is carried out in our lives. Keep us mindful that it's always about you, Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It 
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, and most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The first communion hymn today will be The Lamb, found on page 547 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, The Lamb, page 547. The second hymn for the communion will be Chief of Sinners, Though I Be, found on page 611 of the Service Book. Once again, Chief of Sinners, Though I Be, page 611, Lutheran Service Book. So those two hymns are 547 and the second hymn 611.
The next communion hymn is Chief of Sinners Though I Be, found on page 611 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Chief of Sinners Though I Be, page 611.
The next hymn is Holy, 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 found on page number 507 of the Lutheran Service Book. We will sing verses 1 through 4. Again, Holy, 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 page number 507 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Verses 4 and 5 of Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise, page number 680. just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First, there is uh, on Sundays after worship in the chapel is a short prayer session for anyone who would like to join. Uh, you may submit prayer requests for prayer prior to the service, either by contacting the church office or Philip and Debbie Trochey. 
Uh, all of the Easter lilies, I think, have been picked up, so there's no need to announce that. Uh, graduation Sunday is on May 19th for 8th grade, high school, and college 2019 graduates. The students may wear their cap and gown for recognition. Please let the church office know who the graduates are for 2019, so please give us a phone call. And Trinity Lutheran School graduations are this week. Uh, eighth grade is on May 8th at 7 p.m., and our pre-K is on May the 9th at 7 p.m. as well. And where is Darren? Is he here today? Darren. Darren's there. Right. I, w- I, I was going to have you do yours first. Okay. Don't get my rhythm all messed up here, man. Come on. I just have uh, two quick announcements. Actually, I only had one before church, but after Pastor's sermon, I added one. Uh, I want to be the first to uh, reserve the right to sign him up for Hay Hall and Crew this summer. I'm sure that the rest of you thought of that, too. The other announcement is in the last voters meeting, the trustees were asked to get some bids on uh, putting a metal roof over some of the flat roofs of our church, and uh, they have done that. We was going to have the meeting next Sunday, but because of Mother's Day, we're going to have it two weeks from today, and that roof will be a metal roof. It'll be 412 pitch. And I believe the bid was $6,900. So we'll have more details for you in that voters' meeting two weeks from today. But again, a special voters' meeting two weeks from today right after church. Thank you. Aaron, um, and finally, if I could have June, our beloved secretary, come on up really quick. We've got something that we want to give you. I know I know you don't want to, but sorry. Come on over here, June. We have, uh, the church has planned not only the dinner for you afterwards, which we're all really excited about, um, but also this uh, plaque. And the plaque says, presented to June Fritz on your retirement as secretary of Trinity Lutheran Church. From your Trinity family, thank you for 12 years of dedicated and faithful service to the Lord and his people. And the Bible verse on the bottom is from Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 and 5. I thank my God in all remembrance of you because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And so, June, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, two and a half years ago, you were the first voice on the phone that I talked to, other than Glenn, and it was just a lovely voice, and I'm so very uh, pleased and honored to have been able to work with you these last few years, and uh, we know that you have an exciting season ahead, too, and we are um, excited for you for that as well, but this is for you, and we wanted to say thank you. Thank you very much. And so, uh, with that in mind, let's say uh, a quick prayer over June. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you for June and for her service. Uh, Lord, we ask that in this next season of her life, that you would continue to bless her, that you would continue to go before her. Uh, Lord, we thank you for her family also, uh, Lord, and uh, we ask that you would continue to bless and watch over them with your Holy Spirit. 
as well. Uh, and so, Lord, we know uh, that she has been a good and faithful servant, and for all of those years of service, Lord, we are not only thankful to her for them, but we are especially thank you to you who had called her here during that time to share her gifts and her talents with us. And for her, Lord, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, and with that in mind, let's uh, pray the, the common table prayer. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. With that, I believe that's all the announcements that we have. Uh, we look forward to eating with all of you over in the Fellowship Hall in just a short bit. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.christatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Have a blessed week. Your announcer today has been Carol Clybaker.